Welcome to the Disruptive Entrepreneur Podcast. What does the word disruptive mean to you? It means going beyond the ordinary, going beyond the status quo. Not thinking in the conventional way, not just sort of following the herd. Disruptive means shaking things up, you know? Disruptive entrepreneur is somebody who sees the problem and embraces the problem with a new way. Shake up and awakening. Quality will take care of itself and you'll go from being disruptive but also profitable. When you use your own reservoir of talent, when you love what you do, then you disrupt. Mix it up, change it up and dominate. And now, your host, eight times best-selling author and double world record holder, Rob Moore. Hi, it's Rob. Now, a few months ago, I ended up inadvertently and accidentally in one of the weirdest social experiments I think I've ever been involved in in my life. And actually, there were some really amazing business and personal development lessons that came out of that. And I wanted to share that with you. And I think some elements of what motivates human beings, what motivates us towards goals, success and achievement. So uh, at the end of December, I went to Dubai. We go there once a year and everything in Dubai is the biggest buffet ever. And I came back and I was kind of like eight kilos over my sort of like comfortable weight. And I didn't feel very good about myself. And I started to feel a bit internally like I was letting myself and others down because I mentor a lot of people in business and property and personal development. And whilst my businesses are going really well... Um, I felt like that was an area of my life I didn't have control of. And I thought, well, if I mentor others on being successful and staying accountable, I need to up my own game in terms of health and fitness. Uh, and, you know, they say health is wealth and we all know that. Um, but wouldn't you agree as an entrepreneur, you can just get really busy. You start your part time business, your full time business. And then two, five years down your life, your health has suffered a little bit. And by the way, it can creep up on you. It's not like you just get really ill or overweight overnight. It's just like one, three, five, ten years, you crept up a pound a month, you know, three pounds a year. And before you know it, you're two or three stone over. Um, and so I got I, I kind of I've got a lot of baggage in my past about weight. Um, I've been a very overweight as a kid and I have these alarm bells uh, and I kind of like. 32 inch waist is kind of like my normal 34 inch waist is just about all right but if it gets a bit tight I get I start to get feel really bad and all the guilt and the shame from years gone by comes flooding back and I and it forces me into sort of um, changing my lifestyle and that's good and of course there's some baggage there so anyway so on on Facebook on December the 23rd I think it was I basically said look I feel shit about myself um, I want some accountability uh, I'm up for setting up a group. Who's up for being involved? You know, let's do a challenge, some kind of health and fitness challenge. I didn't really know what. And I had 120 people that went, yeah, Rob, I'm in. This is like, I need this too. Obviously, it was in December where everyone's kind of like letting things go. And then I thought to myself, well, I can't, I can't manage 120 people. And actually, I know about accountability. I know about investing in yourself. I know what, what gets people to go and get results. So I thought, well, let's, let's take some of my business knowledge and mentoring knowledge and put this into this fitness challenge. So I said, all right. So I'm looking for what? Maybe 15 people max. Um, put 500 quid in a pot. I'll give you my mum's bank details so you don't think that it's coming to me. Uh, and let's do a challenge. And I thought, well, you know, there'll be five people left or whatever. And actually there were, I think, 21 people who were left who were like, right, I'm in, 500 in. Um, I was like, ah, this is getting serious. So I set up a WhatsApp group, uh, 20, no, I think it ended up being 19 in the end, give or take one or two. But gave my mum 500 quid 
Uh, and then I set a seven week goal and it was seven weeks because in seven weeks I was going to run a speaker boot camp in Portugal the next day after the seven weeks. Now, I was just kind of shooting from the hip. I'd never really done anything like this before. I'm not a personal trainer. I'm not giving advice in that regard. Um, but we got everyone into the group. Everyone paid their 500 quid. And then we set the challenge of um, body transformation. So the first thing was defining what the criteria was towards the goal. Uh, and we, we sort of agreed as a group on body transformation, i.e. those who've dramatically changed the way they look. Now, some of us wanted to lose weight. Other of us wanted to gain muscle. Others of us wanted to get fit. We all had sort of varying degrees of goals. But the one common thread was body transformation. Um, and the next seven weeks were some of the most interesting, inspiring and crazy seven weeks I think I've seen in my life. So the first thing was absolutely everyone in that group lost vast amounts of, of weight. I think on average, it was 10 kilos per person. Now, bearing in mind, there were people like me in the group, a lot of people. Um, so Camilla's just joined live. Camilla had, had no weight to lose. I didn't have a lot of weight to lose. There were a lot of us who were actually in, you know, we weren't in, in great shape, obviously, otherwise we wouldn't have wanted to be in the group, but we were all, we were okay. Um, I managed to shed 10 kilos. So what's that? 22 pounds in seven weeks. And many people would have argued I didn't have it to lose. Um, and, and other people the same. Um, so it, we, we lost an average of 10 kilos. So it was near, it, actually it was over two, 100 kilos, I think, in the group. So that was the first thing that was like, wow, not even one person failed. And here are the reasons why. So number one, 500 quid was a decent amount of money. And we talked, we had a, a meal yesterday. So Mike, who's live, um, Mike, uh, Camilla, Gordon, etc. We had, we had a meal and talked it all through. And, you know, a lot of people in this group said this was like a completely life-changing experience. Um, I'll give you my um, reasons for doing it in a minute. Um, but we, we, um, 500 quid was that sort of interesting number whereby it wasn't enough that, you know, it's like do or die and we were going to kill ourselves for it. But it was enough such that you wouldn't back out of the group. Um, you know, it's enough to motivate you. And so first thing was the, the commitment of money. So if I gave you a book and said, read it, there's got to be a 90% chance you wouldn't read it. If you bought a book for a tenner, there's got to be a 50% chance you read it. I mean, if you paid 50 quid for a book, which is a lot for a book, you probably wouldn't. But if you did, you'd, there'd probably be a 90% chance that you would read it. So the, the, the amount of money in created accountability, whether that's um, a lot to someone or not a lot to someone. For all of us, generally speaking, it tended to um, be a, a, a sort of an average amount that committed us all. Um, I know two people tried to back out of the group. Uh, they they messaged me personally and I just said, look, I can't give you your money back because if you back out of the group and I give you your money back, that kind of um, negates the point of the challenge. But also other people will see that and then they might back out and I don't want to give them that chance. And so they didn't back out. And then at the end, both of them said to me, Rob, I'm really glad you didn't let me back out. I've, I've, I've hugely transformed my life. Now, I asked everyone this question. Um, would for years, people have been asking me where I buy my watches. Many of you may know I'm a watch collector, I'm a watch investor, and those as an asset class have done me very well in the last 15 years. I have never shared where I source my watches from or my watch dealer until now. My watch dealer used to be a professional footballer for Manchester United, and he formed a watch brand called Broadwalk, and he sources the higher-end brands like Rolex, Audemars Piguet, Patek Philippe and Richard Mille. I trust him, I've used him for many years, and recently we've done a partnership 
Hence, I'm inviting you, if you want to start investing in watches and protect your money from the banks and inflation, to check out Broadwalk. That's B-R-O-A-D-W-A-L-K. And the website is broadwalkgroup.com. The email is sales at broadwalkgroup.com. And please don't share this, but his number is 07496 878153. Obviously, only message him if you're serious about buying and investing in the higher-end watches. People have been asking me for years, and for the first time ever, you can get access to my watch team. Would you have paid £500 up front so that in seven weeks you could lose 10 kilos or feel fit and healthy and strong? And of course, everyone said yes. So essentially, we were um, investing £500 to get a result. Um, so... Interestingly, a lot of people around the dinner yesterday, because like I said, we had this dinner with us all um, sort of debriefing it. They said that actually 500 pounds wasn't a huge amount of money. So it wasn't like, you know, the 500 pounds was the biggest driver in terms of winning it. And I'll, I'll get to a couple more points on this in a minute. But what was interesting is that um, we wouldn't want to lose 500 pounds by backing out. So, you know, you win 500 quid. Well, actually, you won more if you won. But, you know, 500 quid upside is not that big. But there's this um i think it's called loss aversion where like to win 10 pounds or to lose 10 pounds it's much more painful to lose 10 pounds than it is pleasurable to win 10 pounds so we all had this i'm not backing out because i'm not wasting 500 quid even if 500 quid wasn't a huge amount of money so that was definitely the next interesting element of the um of the experiment and and you should be looking at thinking about this in terms of yeah your health and fitness but also your business your personal development your accountability um you know and just general success and achievement you know if you think about it if we could all reverse engineer what what are the key elements of success results achievement and then you could reverse engineer that into your business into your hobbies into your passions into your profession then you're going to get much quicker results and that's going to be very powerful so this is why i'm i'm debriefing this there are probably about seven elements and I think we're on three. So the third thing is actually what we did initially um, was we said everyone puts 500 quid and the winner takes all. And this was what? Um, so this is like 10 grand. But everyone just started turning into like um, like like the film Blade where everyone just turns into a vampire and each eats each other. People were arguing in the group. People were getting too serious. People were saying we should have steroid tests. We should have testosterone tests. And I think the 10 grand one prize did maybe not bring out the best in humanity so what we did was we had the first prize was five grand the second prize was three grand and the third prize was two grand so because if there's 19 of you the top three i think everyone felt like ah okay so now i've got more chance of getting a, a win or a place and five grand it's a decent amount of money but it's not so much that i'm going to go and kill people for it and turn into like a vampire nutter so, so that kind of calmed everyone down. So the first, second and third place and the amounts of the amounts of money were enough. Um, but like I said, if it had been 10 grand, I think people would have got um, greedy. They may have cheated, which we're pretty, pretty sure no one cheated. Um, so that's the third element. Um, so then the competitive element is next. Now, of course, the money created the competitive element. Um, but I was talking to a guy about this guy's one of the group members for me, the competitive element wasn't winning the money because it's not a lot of money to me. I mean, I wanted to win the money. Don't get me wrong. Um, and some people wanted to win the money. Some people wanted to win to be the winner. For me, I just wanted to be able to show people that I'd vastly transformed myself. Uh, and, you know, I wanted my photos and my results for people to go, wow, Rob has done really well. 
So there's three elements there. There's the winning the money, the being the winner and the competitive element or and or the not losing. But then there's also showing your peers how successful you are. And there's, there is some of this in me and I'm OK to admit it is has upside and downside. But like when I um, go on courses, uh, when I have mentors, I want to be the best student they've ever had. I want to prove them that I can implement their knowledge and I want to be the best, easiest, biggest case study mentee that they've ever had. And I've, I've kind of always had that in me. I, I've, I do have this need to prove myself to people still, even though maybe in to some degrees I don't have as much to prove as I used to, but it never seems to go away. So I was saying this to Guy, it was like, for me, I didn't care about the money and I don't even care about the winning. I care about everyone going, look, Rob, he's done really well. Look at, you know, look how um, successful he has become. And that's a motivator for me. So then there was that element. The next element was the pain of backing out. So because we're all in the group, we all got to know each other. We were all sharing photos every week. We're all doing check-ins. Like as soon as you see that mobile number in the little green box, which says Rob Moore left, everyone's going to go, oh, where's Rob gone? Why is Rob gone? Has Rob given up? Oh, blah, blah. So none of us could leave because it would have been like a public um, sort of beauty parade. Hey, Rob's given up. Rob's left the building. Rob can't handle the pace. So it's like once you were in, yeah, the 500 pounds loss was there was the aversion there. But there was the, 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 um, what is it? The embarrassment, the shame of, of exiting and giving up. So let's be honest. We've all tried to get fit. We've all tried to get healthy. We've all tried to make money. We've all tried to grow our business. But at some point, it's probably been easy for us to just creep out the side door. No one knows. Um, no one really noticed that we didn't implement the um, education and the mentorship. No one's really noticed that we're not carrying on this business model. So we can let ourselves off the hook. But in this group, there was no hiding. So no one could leave. And a couple of people tried to and I stopped them and no one left and no one gave up. So that's like the fifth element, the sort of the shame of not succeeding. And you know what? I know that shame doesn't feel good. And you would ideally not like to um, have that as a motivator at the end of the day, that's still a motivator to carry on with your business, your profession, your earning money, etc. Um, okay, the next then was we did weekly check-ins. So, you know, if you want to grow a business or you want to make 10 grand a month or you want to become a millionaire, well, that could be like a year or five or even a 10 year goal. Uh, and so it can be very difficult day by day to stay focused and accountable. But what we did was weekly check-ins. So once a week on the same day at the same time, we all had to show our weights, our metrics. We had to do photos and compare them to our first photos. And I know that there was only really five days where I maybe wouldn't be fully on it because two days before the weigh-in, I was like, right, you know, I want to make sure I look pretty good here. I want to check in and show the group that I'm progressing. So I, I never was able to go for a long period of time getting off course or demotivated. So those check-ins certainly helped. And on the one hand, you're trying to prove that you've done well. On the other hand, maybe you don't feel so good about yourself. So there's, there's the shame element. That helped. The next thing was about two weeks out, when we were all dieting and crashing and exercising twice a day, we just all turned into complete nutters. And it was just like, it was like Big Brother again. And we all started fighting and arguing with each other. You know, we started posting shit, talking bollocks, 200 posts a day, going insane. We were all dreaming about food. We were all sharing pictures of food, teasing each other. We were all dreaming about our like last supper that we were going to have the day after. I had a 12 ounce fillet steak. Did you see? I just dribbled that. I had a 12 ounce fillet steak with pepper sauce and I licked that steak I ate that steak so slowly I've never eaten food so slowly in my life 
I cut it so slow. I was kissing it as I was cutting it. My last supper, the first meal I've had in seven weeks. Um, so we all went a bit crazy two weeks in. Now, that was just a, a, an interesting social element of it. But then what also happened was we all said, I, I think pretty much all of us said, at one point I was thinking like fly, throwing the trap towel in. Why am I doing this? You know, my wife or my husband are hating me. I'm turning into a grumpy swine, you know, like blah, blah. But, but we helped each other and we picked each other up. Uh, I know um, about four or five days out for two days, I was like, I felt I had no energy. I thought, why am I doing this? And I shared in the group that I felt that way. And everyone's like, yeah, I feel that way too. You can do this. We've only got a few days left. So there was the accountability on the, I don't want to leave. I don't want to feel shame. I want to win money. I want to win competition. I want to prove myself. But there was an, there was an also the support element, i.e. when we all had our wobble, and we all had our wobble, um, you know, we got support from people because some people had given up drinking, some people had given up smoking, some people had really cut the food down, some, you know, and uh, having people there to support you and lift you up was, um, you know, a, a really big win for all of us. Um, the next thing was the time frame. I think it ended up working well. Some people said to me, oh, Rob, well, seven weeks, maybe that's too short. We've actually moved into round two now. I've got 21 people in this new group, 500 quid in again. And it's 12 weeks this time. And we're three weeks in. And a few people have said, oh, well, you know, what? I've not done much so far. Um, and that's because 12 weeks is a long time. Uh, and I know that comes sort of four weeks, three weeks, two weeks before the deadline, then they're going to step up. So that's the next element. There was a deadline. So if you're putting a deadline on when you quit your job, or if you're putting a deadline on when you make your three grand a month, your five grand a month, your 10 grand a month, realistic, but also a stretch, then of course, your brain, your body, your mind, you focus on the outcome. And were there not that deadline, and for me, the deadline was going abroad, you know, where it's a warmer country. So I had a hard deadline, then uh, we would probably all would have just got a bit lazy, would have had a cheat day or two, etc. Um, so that deadline creates accountability. Uh, and uh, I think it's fair to say uh, that all of us feel very transformed in our life. Um, for me, health is wealth. And, you, you know, I've got um, my parents are going through quite a tough time with their health at the moment and you, you realise it's really important. And I know some people when they're in their 20s, they don't really think about this. And I wouldn't have thought about this in my 20s. But, you know, if you can, uh, Warren Buffett, for example, he says that one of uh, his two secrets to success are the law of compounding and good genes, i.e. he's 85 and he's still doing really well or 80 something. Uh, and if he'd have lived till he was 40 or 50 or 60, he wouldn't have had the same benefit because he wouldn't have had the same amount of time. So your energy and your vitality is your earning capacity, it's your sales ability, it's your ability to lead and build rapport because if you don't have energy, you don't have anything. Um, so yeah, there were a hell of a lot of elements in there. So let me summarise them for you uh, and put them into a business context or a general success context. So number one is having a peer group. Number two is having some people to support you. Number three is having a financial loss. Number four is having hardcore accountability through uh, fear of losing or shame or embarrassment but also a competitive element, something to win, something to attain, a hardcore deadline, you know, a stopgap, people to um, be able to share your struggles with and your wins with. This is why we had the dinner as well, to share the wins and sort of, you know, put a bow around it. Um, you know, feeling like you're together in a community, in a movement. Uh, so whether it's courses, training, education, to build your business, getting mentors, uh, being in an accountability group, not feeling alone, not feeling like you're struggling and suffering in silence. Uh, all of these elements create success uh, and achievement. Uh, so model those elements in the areas of your life where you want to improve and, and to grow. And um, yeah, you will win and you will not let yourself off the hook because who's the easiest person to lie to?
of course, yourself. Now, you can't lie to 19 other people in a WhatsApp group. Well, you can try, but they'll call your bullshit immediately. Uh, so, yeah, well, watch out for round two of this weird social experiment. Uh, it was definitely like a big brother experience. Uh, we've all come out the better for it. We're all still alive um, and we've changed our lives. Now, um, for me, I did it because I just wanted to change the movement, the, the, the momentum and the direction. So, like, I was 83 kilos. I'm six foot three. So 83 kilos, six foot three. If you would looked at my before photo, um, you wouldn't have said I was really overweight. In fact, uh, two or three people, when I published the photo, said I liked the before photo better. Um, so, but I knew that in three years, I'd be 93 kilos. In five years, I'd be 100 kilos. Uh, and in 15 years, I'd end up, you know, basically being 16, 17, 18 stone, really overweight. So I just wanted to change the direction, the momentum. You know, like when um, they talk about the, the Titanic or a huge tanker and change steering and changing the direction. At first, it's really hard to move it. But over a longer per you know, period of time or 100 nautical miles, then you've changed the direction. So I just felt like the momentum was going the wrong way. I was getting addicted to sugar. It was harder for me to be disciplined with my food. I wasn't as motivated or enthused about my training. Um, and I just wanted to change the momentum. And some people did say, oh, well, Rob, you know, there's seven weeks of starving yourself and, and exercising like 10 times a week. That's really unhealthy. That's not sustainable. Well, it, maybe there's a certain element of truth in there. But I wasn't after sustainability for the rest of my life. I was after seven weeks to change the direction, to change the habits quickly, to cut, you know, cut the cancer out, if you like, because then I could go for, for, for version two. So my version two is now a bit more sustainable. I'm eating more. Um, you know, I'm trying to build my muscle and get fit and strong uh, rather than just how I look. Um, but the habit's been changed. I have the addiction to sugar. I have more motivation and mojo. Training is now a habit again. You know, for me, training was always a habit. I used to do martial arts all the time. But when I started my business, because you can get really consumed in your business, those habits of social and training and you know, exercise and martial arts or whatever other hobbies that you have, they can just, they don't, you don't give them all up overnight, but over the period of six months or a year or two years, you just find that you're making them less important than you haven't done for a few months and you're out of the habit. So it's like a quick, short, sharp change of habit. Um, so yeah, I will keep you installed, uh, keep you up to date on the second part, the installment of the 12 week challenge. I would set yourself a seven week accountability challenge in your business. I would get a mentor. I would join a mastermind, you know, where you're able to create this accountability. Um, and the, the, the more fear of loss you have, whether it's financial or um, how you look in front of peers, uh, the more likely you are to step up and, and, you know, basically live to your full potential. Now, a lot of people said it was hard, but it actually wasn't hard. We all got it done. So, of course, you have to work hard enough not to have to work hard. But actually, we all got into this rut where we didn't think we could eat healthy. We didn't think we could go to the gym as much. And we proved to ourselves that actually you can. Um, and it's just about a change of priorities and focus. And it was, in a way... For me, a lot easier than I thought it would, it would be, even like eating 900 calories for the last week um, because I had direction, focus, accountability, momentum, goals, deadlines, etc. So thanks for tuning in. I hope you found that uh, debrief of the weirdest social experiment I've ever been involved in useful. And remember, if you don't risk anything, you risk everything. Uh, and um, have a great day.